This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry, Chandler Bing from Friends. We found out that he uh, passed away on Saturday. And we're, we're looking back at uh, his legacy. One part of his legacy that maybe people didn't know about until his book came out is that growing up in Ottawa, he went to the same school as the Prime Minister. Here he is telling a story to Jimmy Kimmel about his relationship with Justin Trudeau. The Prime Minister, the current Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, somebody you went to school with. I did. I was uh, a couple years ahead of him. Okay. Where did, where, how old were you at this time? Uh, fifth grade, so whatever age you are in fifth grade. Okay. And do you remember? Ten, probably. Do ten? you remember him I around d- school? I do. I have a story about him that I'm not proud of. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I was reminded of this. My friend Chris Murray, who was also in the fifth grade in Canada, reminded me that uh, we actually uh, beat up Justin Trudeau. You beat him up? Yeah. (laughs) Why? Yeah. I I don't know. The two of you beat him up? We both beat him up. (laughs) And I, I think he was excelling in a sport that we weren't as... So it was pure jealousy. I see. And we, uh, we, we... You know, we beat him up. And isn't there... His dad was the Prime Minister of Canada. His dad was the Prime Minister At that time, right? I don't think that's the reason we beat him up. I think he was the only kid in school that we could beat up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it seems that Justin Trudeau remembers their interactions a little differently. He tweeted on the weekend, Matthew Perry's passing is shocking and saddening. I'll never forget the schoolyard games we used to play. (laughs) That's one way to put it. Games like... Give Justin a wedgie. Yeah, yeah. Eat this knuckle sandwich. Great games. I know people around the world are never going to forget the joy he brought them. Thanks for all the laughs, Matthew. You were loved, and you will be missed. Hint of sarcasm there, do you think? Uh, about a guy who used to beat him up in the schoolyard? No, I bet you Trudeau's probably, probably trying to make it seem like they were best friends. You know? Right. Right. Or, Jim, your conspiracy, any of your conspiracy websites think maybe it was retaliation? This is the long call. Wow, finally. Yeah. Just when he didn't see it coming. (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. My brother-in-law, Shane, went to see the uh, new Martin Scorsese movie on the the weekend, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh Uh-huh. Pretty sure he went just so he could get away from his family for the longest uh, period of time possible without (laughs) getting grief from his wife. I'm going to see a movie, honey. It's three and a half hours long. Mm -hmm. Have fun with all of our children. I'm going to stay to the end of the credits, too, to see if there's a bonus scene. (laughs) Extra 25 minutes. Might be four hours when I'm home. Oh, yeah. It's a long movie. And there's indie movie theaters down in the States that have been getting in trouble because they've been doing an unsanctioned intermission during the film. Martin Scorsese, he's a uh, film purist. He doesn't like that. He has... uh, has not commented, but the studio representatives have contacted the theaters and told them they violated their licensing agreement by doing intermissions. If there's ever a sympathetic person who should understand intermissions, it should be an 80-year-old cinema purist. Because <laughs> isn't that what old-school, golden era of Hollywood used to do all the time? And the movies weren't nearly as long as they are now. 
And an 80 year old, the bladder, not what it used oh, to yeah. be. Like you, he might, he might, he must not be able to sit through his own movies without going to the bathroom. There's no way an 80 year old man is not peeing in three to three and a half hours. Yeah. Why wouldn't he want an intermission? Because then nobody's missing the movie. Yes. You put all this work in. I don't care how old you are. Three and a half hours. There's a pretty good chance you're going to have to have to pee at some point. I like span. the intermission idea. I like it because I always have to pee. I got a small bladder. Yeah. You go outside. You re you, you you smoke the second half of that doobie. You go back. <laughs> you go back to the the, the concession the snack stand. stand. Yeah. yeah, the refillable popcorn that you never refill. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know who else likes it? Everyone who goes to this theater, apparently. An anonymous theater employee says they've been doing this eight-minute break, intermission, and it's been a hit. Eight minutes. Quote, we were going to keep do- doing it going forward with longer movies, but now it doesn't seem like an option because of the licensing agreements. I, I don't understand why the licensees would care. It's it's stupid. Um and I, I don't know. I like I like when they play the old school. Like when you go to the drive-in and it plays like the hot dog that sings and dances yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like just p- stick one of those in the middle. Ah, I love it. I That's think they fun. Do it everywhere. Let's put that question up on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Should there be intermissions at the movies? Let us know what you think. The Taz and Jim podcast. I wanna see you peacock. Cock, cock, we are joined by our sports guy Devin Peacock. Did you see the NHL posted about Matthew Perry on their social media? The NHL did. The NHL alumni did as well. Yeah, they they wrote Matthew Perry, 1969 to 2023, actor, advocate, and devoted friend of the game of hockey. Rest in peace. Big Senators fan. That's right. He, uh, of course, beat up Justin Trudeau back in the day. (laughs) We were talking about that. Got a little little (laughs) hockey in him. (laughs) Jerseyed the prime minister in the schoolyard. Uh, another tragic story from over the weekend. Man, this one is is tough. Uh, former NHLer passed away during a hockey game overseas. Adam Johnson, uh, 29 years old, Minnesota native, in an absolute uh, freak uh, incident where a skate came up, caught him in the throat, cut him. <sighs> And there is video out there. Yeah, I had a, a couple buddies ask me if I saw the video. I'm like, uh, no, and I have no need to see it. I have zero interest. I, I've i talked to a couple people who have watched it, and it, uh, I mean, some people thought it was gorier than others. Regardless, I'm not watching no. it. I would encourage people not to watch it. Yeah, you I don't saw need it. to see that. My friend showed me. It's out there. It's out there, but I mean... I, I wanted to see how it happened. Honestly, like I obviously don't want to see the gory yeah. part. Of it. I, I don't want to see the blood, but I do want to see how the collision happened. And it, it was interesting to see what happened. They were crossing the blue line, and uh, Adam was, I, I believe, crossing the blue line with the puck. And there were two defenders kind of going after him, and one defender got bumped by one of Adam's teammates. And it almost looked like a hip check. It wasn't, but it almost looked like the defender's reaction was almost like a hip check where he kind of flipped over a guy and then his skate flew up in the air and it all happened very quickly but so he went head over heels and oh, his skate flew yeah. up into the air adam was standing at yes. the time yeah it's such oh, a man. freak occurrence that i mean it's uh, in one you know instance you kind of wonder like you're you're almost lucky this doesn't happen more where you just have cuz right. you got big strong guys colliding Stuff happening, going into the boards. Like, how could this, you know, if some guy goes into the boards, yeah, the they've, comes all got, up, they've all got yeah. knives on their feet. How could it not feet? happen more often, right? Um, but you're lucky it didn't. But the, the randomness of it all 
because when something like this happens, you want to fix it. So the randomness makes it so you almost can't fix it because how do you fix something so so random but still so jarring? Yeah, and you got to be apprehensive if you're a hockey player, if you've got kids who play hockey, just thinking, you know, you do what you can to get the right equipment on there to train everybody to play the game uh, the way you're supposed to, but... You know, it's it's like life. Some things you just can't predict, and uh, you can't protect yourself from. No, it's it's a game. You should not be losing your life because of a game, and that what's make that what just makes it all that much worse, right? For his family, for all the fans who saw that, for his teammates. Imagine being your like a, his teammate. <sighs> He's there if, you're, if you're on the ice, if you're involved in that, I can't imagine what those players are going through. When today. this happened, there were about eight thousand people at the arena. Everyone like the game was postponed. Yeah, I would imagine like this is going to be a while before they step back on the ice because that the the blood that was coming down on his jersey would I think kind of imprint in your memory for the players. Yeah, well, rest in peace to uh, Adam Johnson and condolences to his friends, fans, family, and teammates. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Kitchener, Ontario. They had big plans for a Christmas market. You know, you get all the uh, local vendors, artisans who make stuff like jewelry. Ornaments. uh, Yeah, clothing. Yeah. Pashminas. Sure. Whatever those are. I know my wife likes them. (laughs) (laughs) They get together and they sell unique Christmas items, right? Mm -hmm. Gifts. Make a little cash from from their talents. But uh, 200 vendors are now out of luck because the Christmas market in Kitchener, Ontario has been cancelled after the organizer gambled away all the vendor deposits. Oh. This is a story from CTV. Uh, November 12th at Bingham's, the Christmas market was supposed to happen. However, a woman named Stacy Cliff, the operator of Stacy's Events, posted in a private Facebook page saying she lost all the money that the vendors had given her. Lost. Quote, it is with my most profound apologies that my mental health addiction compiled with my absolute selfishness has created a storm I cannot control. So many of you have followed me, had faith and trusted me through the good and the bad events. I've taken that trust and worse, your money, and have done the very worst I can do, which is not putting it where it belongs. I don't know how it happened. It all just snowballed. I kept thinking that I'd spend $100 here, $100 there, and I'd be able to get a big win and put it all back. And that never happened. Uh. Yeah, at this point, an apology. What's it really worth? She is owning it. Well, she, bust, she got busted. She's not, there's no what owning else it can if you're you busted. Do? When yeah, you're out yeah. of money, you it almost it's so close to almost being a made-for-TV Christmas special, though. You know what I mean? Like Christmas the miracle, old, the Christmas farmers market. We need this much money. It's not going to go through. She's oh, down to her last dollar, yeah. and then she wins like the jackpot, sure. six hundred million. It's like the Simpsons episode. It's like Homer at the track on Christmas. He try yeah. he doesn't have any money for Christmas. He tries to gamble and try to make some money. Well, I don't think the vendors are looking at it as a lesson into the real meaning of Christmas here, Jim. That's what I'm pretty hoping, ticked off. I'm hoping that's the lesson she learns. She'll be visited by a ghost. They paid 100 to $200 each to secure spaces at the event and seeing what can be done. There's still hopes that the market 
could happen. But I have a feeling that uh, Stacy Cliff from Stacy's Events is not going to be involved this time around. Yeah. If it does, uh, her gambling addiction has got her in major trouble. She's been suspended 40 games by the NHL. <laughs> oh, wait, that's another guy. That's in a different story. I'm getting confused here. Uh, but so imagine gambling going on. Uh, imagine that feeling in your gut when you like can't catch a break at the table or at the slot machine, wherever she's sitting, and she's just seeing that balance go down and down. The panic, and you're digging that hole. Oh, you can't get out of that hole. That yeah, would be it, an awful feeling. Yeah, in one way, I'm empathetic. Because I could see if, if things went worse in my life, I could see myself being a degenerate gambler, you know, and you could see yourself like with your kids uh, college fund, you know, oh, if I just double down here, I can make it all back ah! yeah. and you lose it all. A wise man once told me there's a reason there's not a lineup to get into the casino. <laughs> because if everyone won, yeah, there would be. Yeah. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Blink-182 doing another leg of their tour, and to promote that, they did a publicity stunt last Thursday. They did a surprise pop-up show at a Denny's location in Long Beach, California last Thursday. Denny's. Classy. The breakfast restaurant. Grand Slam Breakfast. Yeah, that, yeah, that of course. Denny's. And thank goodness for the internet here because I was a little confused with why Blink would do this. But upon investigation, they were trying to recreate a meme. And thank you to the website knowyourmeme.com. <laughs> it has explained to me what they were recreating. Apparently back in 2013, there was a hardcore band that performed at a Denny's and the video went viral because the lead singer dropped a classic line. Jeez. They have to find any venue that will let them move some chairs and tables away to to play at. I guess the Denny's was the only one in this town or something. What the F is up, Denny's and Blink-182? They dropped the line. They, they performed and they lived up to the hype. Even put out some uh, merchandise that says, What the F is up, Denny's, with Blink-182's logo on mm. the back. I hope the original band gets a kickback yeah, off a every royalty. T-shirt. Yeah, a little real royalty action for the. Because uh, I haven't seen these guys since <laughs> May nineteenth, twenty thirteen, when this video was posted online. But mm. there you go, knowyourmeme.com. If you're ever trying to figure out what your kids are laughing at <laughs> on the computer, here's where you want to go. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Devil's Night tonight, Halloween tomorrow, trick-or-treating will be going on. But a lot of the Halloween festivities happened over the weekend. Saw a lot of people out in costume, Jim. Mm -hmm. And I want to give a shout-out to the favorite costume that I saw on the weekend. A young lady was dressed as Edgar Allan Hoe. (laughs) Pardon me? From the waist up, she was dressed like Edgar Allan Poe, the famed poet. She had a raven sitting on her shoulder, mustache. Her face was painted black and white. She had the wig on, looked just like Edgar Allan Poe Uh from the waist up. From the waist down, she had fishnet stockings on and a short skirt. 
So she was Edgar Allan Ho. I see. Wow. <laughs> Whatever it takes to have a sexy Halloween costume. They can eh? make anything yeah. sexy at Halloween. Sure. <laughs> what was the best costume you saw? Send us a picture or or let us know. One eight three three Taz and Jim. That's one eight three three eight two nine six five four six. Saturday night, Jim and I weren't at a costume party, but we were at a masquerade party. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a big fundraising gala for Sebastian Superheroes, which is a charity that supports research and awareness for neuroblastoma, which is a very rare form of childhood cancer. The organization is named after Sebastian Oliveira, who was a young man who battled the disease, unfortunately passed away when he was seven. His family was there. They have done so much great work raising uh, cash um, and actually have been making a huge difference over the past decade that we've been involved with the organization. Mm -hmm. The survival rate is much higher than it was before Sebastian Superheroes founded. So uh, was founded a huge legacy that Mm -hmm. Sebastian has left behind. Um, So Saturday night, this gala was a murder mystery party. And the guy who got murdered (laughs) was our own Jim Kelly. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, you did a fantastic job. (laughs) I was going to say you killed it, but you were the one who got killed. True. (laughs) But you really really committed to the role. It was fantastic. Yeah, I had to pretend. Basically, they gave me a script before I showed up that day. They asked me. They wanted, like, somebody in the crowd to be the person who gets murdered, somebody that maybe a lot of people in the crowd would know. So I volunteered, and uh, they gave me, like, a little script. So the script was basically I had to pretend that I was buying the building that the charity gala was in. So everybody in the crowd was kind of confused because people didn't know I was going to (laughs) be murdered. So I went and said, like, oh, yeah, Yeah. I came into a bit of money recently, so I'm buying this building. The event was at the Portuguese Club. Yeah. And Jim gets on stage, and there's a lot of Portuguese people there. And, that love this place. And Jim goes up. He's like, hey, everyone, I have a big announcement to make. I'm buying the Portuguese club, and I'm turning it into a bingo hall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if we didn't play, like, murder me, somebody right. was actually going to really murder murdered me. You. So I came out. I, they, they brought me upstairs, like, in between after I made that announcement, and then they, they put this fake scissors in my back, covered me in fake blood, and then I ran out. It looked out. super real. It yeah. looked like you'd been stabbed in the back with scissors. Totally. So I, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to make this the most elaborate death of all time when I so when I come down I'm going to fall like Austin Powers I'll like I'll be on the brink of death the whole way you so went around the around. whole dance floor into the crowd yeah. did Start, the worm at yeah. some point it was like just the throes of death you know going through <laughs> me and then I collapsed in the middle of a table in the middle of the dance floor with the scissors sticking out of my back it was fun anyway the actors were fantastic we should give a, a shout out to big time murder they go around they do corporate events uh, yeah. big parties like this and the characters that these actors were playing were hilarious and uh, they did a fantastic job obviously we're not going to tell you who the murderer is yeah. in case you're ever at the, the same uh, party but uh, I didn't guess it right. Yeah, I always wanted to see how these murder mystery parties work, and I was glad to, to was finally see one. Was that your first one? one? It's my first one, and they had evidence going around. Like they had a table with all the evidence, you could get up and look at it. It was cool. Being the murderer is the best role you can get because you're dead at the start, and then you can go back to having drinks or eating your dinner. Oh yeah, being the being the murderee. Murderee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if yeah. you're the one who gets killed. <laughs> 
the murderer, the murderee. That's correct. Yes, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It was awesome. They got me up on stage. I had to wear some negligee for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't Taz, even really remember why. Taz was, Taz was the impromptu witness at the scene or something like yeah. that. He had to do some improvising. Put this, uh, put this uh, sexy lingerie on, Taz. <laughs> okay. No, it was a fun night and lots of money raised for a great cause. Kudos to everyone who came out and supported Sebastian's superheroes. The Taz and Jim Podcast.